the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. As believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is vital that we possess the mind of Christ. How do we do that? By consistently studying and applying God's Word daily. We are compelled to let the mind of Christ be in us and assures us that as the children of God, we can have the mind of Christ. The question is, do we exercise this God-given gift daily? No matter what is going on around us, we should not fear, but trust God because He is with us from our beginning to our end. There is no wiggle room here. Either we trust God or we don't. We must know that no matter what we see or hear, we can have the mind of Christ. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy, and listen closely as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Number three, believers minister to their minds by purging it of anger, which is so destructive to our mind, body, and spirit. Believers minister to their minds by purging it of anger, which is so destructive to our mind, body, and spirit. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Beloved, the spirit of anger is at an epidemic proportion in our society. It's in many of your homes. It's in the workplace. It's on the highway with road rage. There are people that will run over people with trucks. There are people that will knock a child and his mama to Timbuktu. Just mad. Don't you give nobody the bird. Don't be so quick to honk your horn. You don't know who you honking at and you don't know what they got. Why don't y'all say amen? You better be patient on that road. People on the edge and they're crazy. They about to go off and they're going and you going off with them. Road rage, anger in the schools. How how does a six year old boy intentionally kill his mama? What do you do with a six-year-old child? Anger. Anger. I mean, anger is in the universities and even in the lowest church. They have fisticuffs and fights and such things or they at each other and they squabbling and won't stop. And people come to church angry. Angry. And that's why you can't, I ain't getting nothing. Well, you're not supposed to get nothing. Your anger won't let you get anything. How are you going to get anything with your mind all messed up like that? Out of control. When you cut that car off, you are as, you ought to say, Lord, fix my mind and my spiritual posture so that I can worship you in a way that you deserve to be worshipped. Some of y'all come to church fighting like, not even speaking. No, that's why, if you're not speaking to each other, you sure not going to say amen in the church. Oh, how you doing, Sister Joe? Get back to the car and won't even speak to your husband. I, I wonder about people who can talk nice to everybody, pray with everybody, and can't talk nice to your husband. Can't talk nice to your wife. Can't be on one accord. What's wrong with y'all? 
Can you say amen? amen? I cannot overemphasize the spirit of anger enough because it is so detrimental to the mind. Anger is detrimental to the body and detrimental to the spirit. If Satan can keep you in a spirit of anger, he knows that you will allow your emotions and not the Holy Spirit to rule your life, which is so destructive to you and those around you. An angry mind causes you to react without thinking. It causes you to react without thinking. An angry mind will retaliate. An angry mind will lash out. An angry mind will cuss out. An angry mind will strike. It will hit. Hit first and think later. And may not even think. An angry mind will cause you to abandon your family and abandon the church. It disturbs your spirit and keep you stressed and unsettled. It unsettles your mind. It steals your joy. Anger is deadly. Therefore, cry out to God and ask him to heal you of your anger. Also seek biblical counseling if necessary. Here's a scripture for you from the Amplified Translation. Proverbs 14, 29 says, he who is slow to anger has great understanding. He who is slow to anger has great understanding and profits from his self-control. But he who is quick-tempered exposes and exalts his foolishness for all to see. Will you make a fool out of yourself? Everybody see that you're a fool. You're a fool. When you're a fool. And, you know, and fool, fool has no boundaries racial-wise, economic-wise. I don't care. You can be rich and be a fool, poor and be a fool. You can be any race and be a fool. You can be old and be a fool. And you can sure be young and be a fool. I said again, he who is slow to anger has great understanding and profits from his self-control. But he who is quick-tempered exposes and exalts his foolishness for all to see. Number four, saturate your mind with the truth of God's word will bring revival to your life, to your mind and life. Saturating your mind with, with the truth of God's word. Saturating your mind with the truth of God's word will bring revival to your mind and life. Psalms 85, 6, the psalmist says, I love this passage. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Fasting and prayer is so essential because it ushers in revival. It is the truth of God's word that brings revival. Revi- you know what revival means? Revival means to live again. Some of you have stopped living spiritually and physically. It means to live again. You know what revival means? It means to quicken. It means to quicken. To quicken means to make alive something that's dry and stale. Revival means to give new life. Revival means to restore your life, spiritual restoration. A life that is spiritually dry, a life that is stagnant and stale comes from a mind and life that is deficient of the word of God. A revived mind leads to a revived life. When your mind has been revived, it leads to a revived life, which creates excitement, zeal, enthusiasm and passion. Psalms 119, 107 says, revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Psalms 119, 107. 
The word of God will refresh you. It will revive you. It will restore you. It will rejuvenate you. The word of God is so therapeutic for reviving one's mind, reviving one's life and lifting the spirit of depression. This is a time for revival. Number five, to have a healthy spiritual mind, you must be determined to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. To have a healthy spiritual mind, you must be determined to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power. The word of God has divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Listen, the reason so many believers are losing ground to Satan in their thinking is because they are letting too many things into their minds. You're letting too many things in your mind that are detrimental to your mental health. Way too much in your mind. That's detrimental to your mental health. Beloved, you cannot have an open mind to all of Satan's cunning devices and expect to have good mental health. I said again, you cannot have an open mind. My mind is just open to everything. Ooh, that's crazy. You cannot have an open mind to all of Satan's cunning devices and expect to have good mental health. Therefore, take everything that is not of God. That's not of whom? Not of God. Captive at the point of entry to your mind, to the obedience of Christ. Stop it before it gets in your mind, because if you let it in, you got to fight to get it out. What are some of the crafty devices Satan uses to infiltrate the minds of believers? What are some of the crafty devices Satan uses to infiltrate the minds of believers? Satan wants your mind and here's some of the things he he comes at you in your mind and some of you let him in. He don't have to knock your door. The window of your mind is already open. He just prances into your mind. You have no fortification. He just prances in. What are some of the crafty devices Satan uses to infiltrate the mind of believers? He uses pornography, negativity, pride, inappropriate music, and comedy shows you're laughing at that's as nasty as they can be. It's got to be dirty for people to laugh at it. Listen, you walk with God, God will give you clean comedy and draw people there and you'll still make some overheads. You figure like the only way you can make money is it got to be dirty. Inappropriate music. He uses discouragement. That's a big one. False accusation. How many of you have been falsely accused about something? I'm the, I'm the only one? Yeah. If you've been falsely accused, let me see your hands. Raise them up. Hold them up a while. You let them down so quick. Hold them up. Boom, bind up. Falsely accused. I, I tell you, you know why you're being falsely accused? Let me just give you a footnote on that for your information. You're being falsely accused because Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. That's what, that, that's what it's like. He's an accuser of the brethren. Uh, I wish I could talk more about that, but time won't let me. Uh, Satan uses distractions. I mean, you can sit there and, and also that phone can ring or the little, make that little sound for the, for the text. And all you pick it up 
And then all of a sudden, here's a news flash come on. Here come a Amber Alert, and then here come this. And all of a sudden, you've been now you were in the word, but now you out of it, and you've been out thirty minutes. How many of you started out in the word, and all of a sudden the cell phone just yanks you out? I mean, just yank you. Distractions, temptation. He's, he's relentless. I'll be teaching all that a little bit later. A words of fear. Something, something's going to happen to you. It's going to be bad. I don't know what it is. It's going to be bad. And you go, oh, all of a sudden, you go, what is it? Huh? I don't know. It's, so she said it's going to be bad. I don't, and you know, I don't, oh, huh, what, what, what is it? That's, it's something bad coming, y'all, because she said, he said it. Who said it? Did God say it? You know what he uses? Doubt. He, doubt. You know what? And he loved for you to doubt the word and he lo- the Satan loves for you to doubt God. You know what he uses? He uses hate. It's a sin to hate and you can't get to heaven hating. You've got to love folk regardless of who they are, what color they are, the rich, the poor, the in-between, the down and outers, the ignorant, the intelligent, the degreed, the undegreed, the, those who got money, those who need a dime. You got to love them all. People need the Lord. Uh, lies. Satan is the Satan is the another title of the devil is he's the father of lies. Oh, I wish I could talk about that a while, but I can't. These can all be sermons. You know what? It, you know what he uses on us? Really, really good discontentment. Discontent. And sometimes when you get something, then God will show you that you shouldn't have had it in the first place. And then you get it and you're still not content. Discontentment. Sometimes God, God holds things from you because he knows what you need and don't need. Discontentment. Just discontented. You just can't be satisfied. You know what else he uses? Procrastination. Oh, I get to it later. I'll get to the test later. I'll get, uh, I'll get to the garage later. I'll get to the attic later. I got a storage out there. Well, why are you getting all that stuff and can't get to it? <laughs> then you got something down the street and you can't get to it. You wade through stuff. You got spiders and lizards and you're jumping all everywhere. <laughs> you know you got to, and then you got, you're going to die and then somebody else got to clean up your mess. <laughs> clean up your mess. Does it take all of that? Wow. All this stuff. You just, I don't want to start calling this stuff, but it's just way over and way beyond. I'm not saying you can't have nice things. I'm not saying you can't say some nice things. I have some nice things and I know what I, know what I got. But you know what? I learned when God gives me more, I give away more. And I bless other folk and I don't give away no junk either. And I don't make no announcements about it. I'm blessed to be a blessing. When God blessed me, I said, oh, God, you're blessing me because you want me to bless somebody. I don't, I'm not just going to sit there and stockpile and I'm wading through. Can't get through clothes. Can't get in the shed. Can't get upstairs. Everything's hard. When you going to let it go? Does it take all of that to satisfy you? And some of you in the closet 30 minutes trying to decide what you put on? <laughs> Procrastination is your worst enemy. Last but not the least, and we'll be done. <laughs> it's, it's early, and I'm, I'm saying last point. 
Y'all better let me go on before I get new revelation. <laughs> Listen, when you cultivate a spiritual mindset, you will have a mind to serve others. When you cultivate a spiritual mindset, you will have a mind to serve others. Actually, when you serve others, you actually minister to your mind. That's how you minister. We bless God. We bless ourselves. We bless our family. We bless the Lord's church and others when there is a joy in serving in the Lord's work. First Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift. Did you get that? You say, I got a gift. Yeah, you got one. From his great variety of spiritual gifts. And then what he says here, use them well. Use what well? The gift that he has deposited to you, into you. You say, when did he give it to you? At your new birth, when you came to Christ. He, get, he endowed you. Some of you get one gift, some got three, some may have four or five. Now, you don't have 50 gifts because God don't mean for you to have all the gifts. You'll be too stuck up and prideful. He wants us to be interdependent. You don't want one person to have 80 gifts. God has given each of you gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Then he says, use them well. That means you got to sign up for ministry to serve one another. Some of y'all been here years and you pray the benediction and you gone out, you drive on down to the chicken place. Instead of signing up at the ministry fair table, say, Lord, help me to move around these tables because you want me to serve this year but, so I can get my mind off of my issues and off of myself. Even though the Lord himself set the supreme example of servanthood, many saints struggle when it comes to giving of themselves to the Lord's work. The scripture says in Mark ten forty five, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. Beloved, Jesus served humanity from his birth to his death on the cross, which means we should also emulate our Lord. The Lord brings people to Maranatha for us to give them the gift of salvation. The Lord brings people to Maranatha for us to disciple them and to prepare them for Christian service in the Lord's work. With all the ministry opportunities we have all around these tables and all around these halls, what ministry are you serving in? Some of you in one and you can do two. Some of you in two, you might can do three if the Lord's will. How are you using the Lord's gifts and are you using them well? God has given us this brand new year to give more of ourselves to Christ. He has given us gifts to give more of ourselves to his church. Furthermore, when we serve people, it takes our minds off of ourselves and allows us to invest spiritually in the lives of others. God takes your faithfulness to him seriously. You need to write that down. God takes your faithfulness to him seriously. Therefore, make up your mind to be faithful until God calls you to heaven for those who do not know Christ as your personal savior, you cannot please God with your service until you have first been born again. You don't work to be saved. You work because you are saved. Baptism regeneration doesn't save you. You, you well, I'm baptized. I say, no, you can go in a, a dry sinner and come out a wet sinner. It's a transformation of the heart. 
You're not saved by human tradition. You're not saved by human works. You're not saved by denominationalism. You're not saved by any. You're not saved by circumcision or any other means. You're only saved through the grace of God, by the blood of God, to the glory of Christ. Through Jesus Christ. Believe today on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Are you saved without a doubt? You say, well, how... How do I know I'm saved? Because the word of God tells me so. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not what? But have ever. The word of God tells me I'm saved. I take God at his word. And I have many other words in here I could share. I know I'm saved because the book tells me how to be saved and it affirms and confirms my salvation and I can stand on the promises of God. Believe today on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Then become a member of the Lord's church and begin to grow spiritually and serve others to the glory of God. And all God's children said. And Father, we thank you for the word. Thank you for this message on the mind. Father, when we serve others, it relieves the stress. It takes our mind off ourselves. We serve because you served us. You came, you lived, you set the supreme example. You suffered on the cross, shed your blood. You died, you were buried. You rose again and you're coming back. Help us to live in light of that reality. And realize. And realize that the blood of Christ is sufficient to save us. And once we know without a doubt that we're saved without a doubt, then you require that we become part of a Bible teaching church so that we can be discipled into Christ to grow into your likeness. And serve others with the gifts you have deposited in us. In Jesus' name and all God's children said. My friend, the Bible says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You don't know Jesus as your personal savior. You just admit, I'm a sinner. Some people say, well, I ain't no sinner. Yes, you are a sinner. You were born in sin. You were shaped in iniquity. Even when you got saved. You, you're still a sinner. You, you say, well, I'm a sinner since I've been saved. Yeah, 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 you're still a sinner. You still got an old Adamic sin nature. You, you've lied. You, you, <laughs> you've had a wrong motive. You, you've done things. That's why you have to repent because we're sinners. As a matter of Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. I can get right on side of Paul and say, Paul, if you're the chief, I'm right beside you. I'm, I'm second chief. I'm second chief. Somebody else ought to say, well, I'm the third chief of sinners. Somebody else ought to say, oh, I'm the fourth. If Paul said he the chief, he said, I'm the chief of sinners. We're sinners saved by grace. Saved by the grace of God. Saved by the grace of God. That's why we can confess our sins. And, but there's one day when we make our change from heaven to earth, no more sins. It's, it's called glorification. That's a whole nother subject. Whosoever will, let him come. Somebody here needs Jesus. Somebody here, you're not sure if you die today that you go to heaven. 
Some, some of you here, this is your first time here, and God orchestrated your coming, but you heard what you needed to hear. And procrastination is going to, Satan's going to use that to say, well, you come the next time. You got to come three or four more times. Who told you you're going to see tonight? How do you know you're going to see tomorrow? What do you mean next Sunday? You know how many people are going to die between now and next Sunday? I'm not going to say because you're not coming today, you're going to die. But the possibility is real. All other folk have gone to hell with the best of intentions. Children die. Teens die. Those in their 30s and 40s die. Old die. The well, you can be healthy and die. God's got this thing fixed. You don't know the day of your death. And you don't even know how you're going to die. But you don't have to be afraid of it. Because Jesus has taken the sting from death and victory from the grave. To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. For me to live is Christ. To die is what? Do you not know you gain when you die? I like that song Mahalia Jackson has sung so many times. Sooner we'll be done with the troubles of this world. Going home to be with the Lord. And that's the beauty of dying is that we transition out of a life of trials and trouble and tribulation right into heavenly bliss in the presence of the Lord. No more dying, no more death, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. And God is calling you today to come to Jesus. Come now. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.